0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a whole new episode of Full Seam Ahead. I'm your host, Zoe. On the other side over there is Angel.
1: How's it going?
0: This is episode 91 on April 21st. So it is a fantastic Friday. The weekend's getting started, but it's going to be in the A-Town. This time, instead of H town, the Astros are on their first away series before they head into Tampa Bay, stopping in Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Braves and the 2021 World Series rematch. I, I really like this Braves team too. Um, you know, being unbiased here, but we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll talk a little bit what's going on in Astros roundup, and then of course we'll go a little bit going on around the league with another sticky situation. And instead of being the other New York team from the Bronx, it's the New York team from Queens, so <laughs> it's going to be a lot to get into. But first, Angel, give me that one word to describe this series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Seeing George Springer back at Minute Park.
1: Lake Future said, "Sensational." It was a great series. Like Astros bats came to life. Pitching was was a lot better. Defensively, a lot better. It was a it was a great all around victory series victory for the Astros.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, the second game, if you put that away, I mean, credit to the Blue Jays hitters. If We'll talk about that in a minute. I mean, they took everything the other way, and they had two home runs go the other way. I mean, everything went their way that second game. But other than that, the offense looked good. Like you said, pitching, we'll talk about Luis Garcia here in a minute. Hunter Brown didn't – not Hunter Brown. Christian Javier, sorry about that. Did pretty damn good to himself. And then the offense, I mean, I hate how they start late, that's the only thing I cannot understand, why they do that so much. If they could stop doing that, I wouldn't be so worried, you know, and get it started at the beginning instead of the end. But, hey, it is what it is. is. Are talking the about, like, to talking about,
1: like, the late innings or, like, the late uh, – like, throughout the season, they start getting hot?
0: No, I'm talking about, the, like, the late innings and the offensively. Like, it, they always get to, like, the mid part. I mean, there's been some games they've done good in the beginning.
1: Well, in the but, first – in, in the first game of the series, they put up seven in the first inning. I know, but it's like sometimes
0: the yeah. offense, it, throughout the whole season, right now, I mean, the offense wants to get ready in the middle, or when it gets to seventh or eighth, or even to the ninth inning,
1: the offense wants to start rolling. They have and to start getting too late. They have to keep the fans on the edge of their seats,
0: or just get the beer sales going too, as yeah. well with the concessions. Yeah. But instead of doing some pros and cons, we're gonna do a little, a so, little bit something different. Of course, I mean, a lot of people like hearing our pros and cons about this series. But, hey, we're going to do some shout-outs. So, my first shout-out is going to be Brian Abreu.
1: Huge. This
0: guy came in a big situation. No outs. Bases loaded. I mean, like you said, huge. I mean, I wouldn't even understand how to get out of that inning if you're a pitcher. At least giving up one run. And, I mean, the list follows. When Brian Abreu came in, it was the top of the lineup. George Springer lined out to Bregman. Did you did you see his reaction too? As soon as he yeah, lined out, he that just... was
1: frustration. He's he had a he had a terrible series. Now he was putting the ball in play. Like there were some hard contact hits, like not hits, but balls off the barrel, and he just kept hitting into bad luck. Um, I don't know that first game. You remember he was like he hit a ball that was about three hundred something feet, then three higher than 390 and it was 400 just getting close to that center field wall but they were all outs to jake myers he just he had a, he was hitting to some bad luck
0: dude he was 0 for 11 this series in his last five games 0 for 17 oh yeah
1: that's frustration right there that
0: is crazy and of course yeah i mean if you're putting the barrel to the ball and it's not find the gaps or find the holes anywhere out there even down the lines <laughs> you're gonna be frustrated like george but anyway first batter was him he lined out to bregman uh, Boba comes up and both. I mean, one of the hottest. I mean, we talked about it last episode him, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and Matt Chapman are the hottest hitters in that Blue Jays lineup. Strikes him out swinging, and then Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and him had a battle yeah. with a 3 2 count for a good, good while that lasted for a good time. And I mean, Brian Abreu came up as the winner and he flied out to Myers in center field. And that, I mean, that's so huge, huge, huge. Momentum right there for the Astros, because after that, that's when the offense went in and then oh, six yeah. runs in that one inning. So that really
1: gives you a boost, like a boost after that big, big, big inning.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we got a shout out, shout out to Brian Abreu. Of course, me, ice. speaking. yes, ice in the veins for me speaking, Brian Abreu last year, we had our differences in the beginning of the season. You knew me. I wasn't a big, Abreu, yeah. you know, hey, you're letting I, you know, I
1: was told you to trust the process. Right.
0: I trust the process is right. And I mean, you let him hang and you let him know. So that's what Brian Abreu did. And my second shout out is going to go to Luis Garcia. That man, finally, finally, we've been looking for this Luis Garcia since the WBC. Last three outings was just not him. I mean, he was just flat out horrible. We're not going to just keep it like light. I mean, this guy was not doing good. Four earned runs, five earned runs, four earned runs again. Wednesday was a different story for him. First seven batters in two innings. Six strikeouts. I, mean, I think it was a walk, which made that seven yeah. better. But six strikeouts in two innings. I mean, phenomenal. Like you uh, were saying, sensational as well. And then, you know, his stat line throughout the game. Seven innings, pitch, two hits, no earned runs, one walk, nine strikeouts. Uh, tying a career high in strikeouts as well right there. Out of 92 pitches. Out of 92. 51 was his cutter. And that cutter looked unstoppable throughout the cutting. whole game hitters were just looking confused in the box. They were just chasing out of the zone. And majority of his pitches were lower and outside part of the strike zone. It was just way out. Uh, Bo Bichette was a good example. Vlad Guerrero Jr. too had a strikeout off of it. I mean, the hitter, the hitters just didn't look good in the box. And for that reason, it was because of that cutter. And it was sharp. So two shout-outs right there were my two pitchers. Uh, I know you have a few shout-outs you want to give out too as well.
1: Yes, but first, that's the fantasy Pitcher I drafted, and Luis Garcia, that's what I've been <laughs> waiting for. Uh, but, yeah, let's do some offensive shout-outs. Shout-out to Jose Abreu. In the yeah. Texas series, he went 0-for-12 with one RBI and three strikeouts. Before this before this series took off, he was the first one you saw taking BP. Like, you know, he wanted to get better. You know, that 0-for-12 put a really bad taste in his mouth, and he came out looking sharp. He had two multi-hit games in the Toronto series. He went five for 12 overall. That's a 417 batting average with one double and four RBIs. He came in huge in that third game to start the rally. He, like, adjusted to that off-speed pitch and took it to center field and brought in two, and the rest is history. So we added more runs from that. I think a much better series, and I feel more to come for break as well.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are just not letting him kind of – continue on like i was saying we have a hundred something games left in this season uh the stats even show his monthly splits we had posted a tweet out there that it gets better when it gets to summertime and then when it gets to october that's the most important time we're going to need our hitters to do good i mean because let's face it i mean we're a good postseason team and if the hitters are going to be hot in september and october that's all it matters at the end because that's the number one goal is to get to the World Series. So, yes, just give him some time. He even made a good defensive play, too, at first. Yeah. I know he made an error a while back. But, I mean, he, he's trying to improve every way he can. He even said in, uh I think, the postgame show with uh, Julio Morales, he had even say, you know, hey, they're champions. We're here for a reason. You know, this is why I came here for a reason. is be specifically to be on a winning ball club. And he just wants to be a part of it. And right now it's, I mean – the 417 batting average after a rough series against Texas. I mean, being the first one out to be hitting on the field as well. I mean, there's not a lot of guys that do that. If they're in a slump, they're just not, you know, you got some guys that won't go out there and do it like he does. So shout out to Brian, Abre- uh, not Brian Abreu, but the other Abreu, Jose Abreu.
1: No, yeah. And something I noticed, I feel like he's still kind of adjusting to that pitch clock. Um, last year he had one of the slowest times between pitches, like he would take his time out there. And something I noticed is that when he gets to two strikes or like a big count of two strikes, he takes his time out like to take his time do his Mm little routine. So I think that's something big that's been contributing to his success. Like, you know, just we're like getting his nerves down and, you know, going back to his routine. But I think Jake Myers heard our podcast, especially when I asked you (laughs) who gets the modem. We're like, I feel like Jake, you said that Jake Myers is on the short end of the stick and Corey Mm Joe's on the stick. Well, he was like, hold my beer. Because before this series, Jake Myers had zero home runs, zero RBIs, and only one run. And again, that's about three weeks of baseball right there. Mm-hmm. Now, in this series, he went four for 11, batting 367. He hit a huge three-run home run in the first game. That was part of that seven-run first inning. In mm-hmm. the third game, he had a two-run double. That was good enough for the win, honestly, because the Astros only allowed one run. So the Astros held on for those two no, two runs for a while until we saw, you know, they exploded late in the innings, like you were saying. So he literally had his five RBIs, his first five RBIs this the series. And he was hitting the ball good. He hit the ball hard. I think he even surpassed his career high. Uh, I think he had a ball that came off 107 miles per hour off the barrel. Now that was his career high. So, I mean, wow. he didn't the ball in play. And yeah. that's something we want to see. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what we want to see. That double was almost a home run too. I was just yeah. wanted to mention that. I was just, uh, I think the Astros' uh, bullpen hit the fence. I don't know what you want to call it, right there, chain lane fix. I don't, I don't know. But, um, I mean, most importantly, like you were saying, I mean, this is good. I mean, maybe he did hear our podcast because I was the first one to say it. I'm not going to be yeah. afraid to say it. He hasn't been doing good, and then this past game, I mean, he showed up. He showed out. That's what we need, especially with Chaz McCormick on the IL now it's going to be very important for him to step up quickly and I mean, every way that he can
1: next man up. And I mean, he really, what really surprised me is that oppo opposite field power. Like it kind yeah. of like little uh, chess, like mini chess McCormick, if, if you want to say, <laughs> you know, going that opposite, like going that opposite field. And then one more shout out, one more quick shout out. Mariso Duban had the yes. Astros hearts racing, including his, <laughs> because back-to-back games, he extended his history in the eighth inning in his last at-bat. Like, And then the one in the second game, that was a bang-bang play. I I thought he was out. I think
0: it was the last game for that. Was it
1: the, no, no, no. The last game, third game, he had a, a line shot to the outfield. It was the second oh, game. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it was the second game when he uh, – um, That
0: was the second oh, base, right?
1: No, no, to Bobo Shea, Bo- Bobo Shea made a, like, really good play. But I think he hesitated oh, okay. a tad yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 He mm-hmm. hesitated a, tad I a bit. That. I don't know if you saw when he got his glove. He, like, mm-hmm. he, he, he kind of, like, struggled a little bit trying to take the ball out. And that was the difference because, I mean, it was a close play.
0: Game of inches. Okay. Baseball bags getting bigger, too. So, just think about it. If it, it was the shorter bags, he would have been oh, out. Oh, yeah.
1: You know what? You're right. And then uh, Dubon even said that he kind of uh, – that that was the fastest he ever ran. He was he was like, man, I'm about to blow my hamstring like trying to get this hit streak. But you know, <laughs> I, I'm glad it happened. Well, I'm glad the history got extended.
0: I know how that hamstring feels. And oh those, yeah, and that yeah. Makes We don't noise. have to talk about <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out to him. 14 games. It's a, it's a career high too. I believe I saw and somewhere.
1: It's in. He has the high. He has the longest active history right now in the major leagues as well.
0: Yeah, I think Willie Tavares is the setter for the Astros franchise. Yeah, I think it's 30 something games. Yeah, so shout out to you to the DuboniX out there and to Dubons. I lo- I see a lot of people like saying Dubon, Dubons yeah. like as in Barry Bonds, which makes sense because I mean Dubon came from San Francisco. I I'm, I like both. I-, I think that's a question we should ask him one day. For it's, sure. He likes DuboniX and Dubons. But those are shout outs from this series of course, like we said we wanted to change it up a little. Shout out to our guys out there from the Astros. So, next up, we're going to be talking about the preview versus the Atlanta Braves. They are 14 and five. Last 10 games, they, they are a hot team right now. Yeah. Eight and two. They were riding an A game winning streak until the last game against the San Diego Padres. Uh, speaking of Padres, too, we'll talk about that in a minute. Top of the NL East as well they got a tomahawk too dude that's my trip to atlanta last year i mean great atmosphere great fans out there too you know how the south uh rose i i i loved being out there at Truist park i think it's one of the most prettiest parks to go to especially in sunset i mean when the sun's going down like a night game yeah and then of course when it's um when they're changing pitchers from the other side so like if houston's changing a pitcher for the bullpen the lights go off and they everybody gets their flashlights and do the little tomahawk thing that they do. It, it's very cool. Uh, if anybody wants to go visit their ballpark this weekend, it is a must see, especially the battery too, which I think Crane's gonna be making an entertainment center here soon. So I, I think it's pretty cool that they'll do they'll be doing that. But other than that, getting you know, off topic, y'all want to hear the preview. Friday, we got Hunter Brown starting it. Uh, He's 2-0 with a 193 ERA, and he'll be taking on Bryce Elder. He's 2-0 with a 153 ERA. So these guys are some young guns. These guys are some young guns. Um, This is 6.20 start time. This will be on Apple TV. So do not look if it, you know, if you're thinking it's going to be on AT&T Sportsnet, it is not. Make sure you have Apple TV if you can get it for free. Yeah, subscribe. It's not free anymore. Oh, I thought they had like a monthly plan. Like if it was like oh, yeah, yeah, first yeah. month free or something. Oh, probably. The Astros had did a tweet out there too. Um, if you subscribe or something like that, you get two months free of Apple TV just to see the game. So if you don't do that, make sure you do. Then you can watch the game because, I mean, it's the Atlanta Braves. It's going to be a rematch from the 2021 World Series. So let's get started with Hunter Brown. Last outing versus Texas. Seven innings pitch, five hits, two runs, zero of them earn, one walk, Five strikeouts. He had back-to-back seven, uh, seven inning outings. He is two and zero with Yannier Diaz behind the plate. Do we see Yannier Diaz in this game on Friday night?
1: I think so, and for two reasons. One, they have a strong connection. I feel like Brown and Yannier Diaz having played together in the minor leagues. Like I feel like they know one another. Like they know what the, the likes, dislikes, and to get. And a the second reason is to give uh, Modern a little break. I feel like we've been seeing a lot of Maldonado lately and a lot less of Yanni or Diaz because, I mean, he was getting consistent at bats early in the season and it's like now Cesar uh, uh, Salazar has been coming into pitch hit for him and we've been seeing a little bit more of Maldi lately so it's just like, where's where's Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that contributes to him not being what the Astros, I feel like, wanted him to become like, they chose mm-hmm. him over Corey Lee because of that um, of his utility-ness, I guess if you want to say, like he can yeah. play first, uh, uh, maybe some of you in the outfield, the age, catch, but his bat has really been keeping him off the lineup for sure. No, I think
0: just another thing, too, it just needs to be consistency. If they could yeah. give this guy enough at-bats, like, because I believe he had back-to-back games in the Pirates series, and he was hitting the ball pretty hard. I mean, there is no lie about it. I mean, there was one that could have been a home run in if you would have seen, like, on Twitter, Wooded Dong, there were some, like, ballparks that would have held his ball out of, you know, out of their ballpark. I think it's just for him, it's just being consistent. I if the guy so. gets, you know, enough yeah. at-bats and consistent at-bats, we could see him a little bit more in this lineup. But the other thing, too, which Dusty's been going to Cesar Salazar a little bit more is just the fact that's the only lefty we got on our bench. We have no other lefties. You got Jainer Diaz. You have who else? Um. I mean, Jake Myers, David Hensley, Corey Jokes, them are, you know, them are all righties. If we need a lefty uh, to come in in one of the situations, I mean, that's the only guy we got. And that's why I was hoping the Ashes would go sign pro Profar because that's a lefty. You could put him in the bench just in case as well. So, you know, it it happens. But I think just for Yiner Diaz, I think it just needs to be a little bit more of the consistent at-bats. If you don't give this guy enough at-bats, I mean, how are you going to, see him excel at the next level
1: i agree and then before we move on to elder um something i've been a little trend is martin monado has a lot of pass balls like oh, yeah i mm-hmm. think he had one uh on a fastball this series i forgot in what game but he had a few in pittsburgh and i feel like every series now it's been a common trend where he has at least one pass ball or even maybe two like I wonder what's going on there and if that would, I mean, I don't think that would affect him very much of him seeing decreased playing time, but that's, that'll be very interesting to keep on like keep, uh, keeping up with throughout the season.
0: Yeah. It'll be interesting. I don't think it'll affect him. It it, it could be, you know, because of the pitch calm too. Sometimes the pitch calm doesn't work. They could be cross crossover each, you know, from the pitcher and the catcher standpoint, but I don't think it'd be a huge problem, but Let's get to Bryce Elder, and this guy is from Texas. He's a Texas boy. Uh, he even went to the University of Texas Longhorns, <laughs> and he is a rookie as well. Uh, last outing at KC, he had five and a third, eight hits, three earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. Those three runs, surprisingly, are the only ones he has allowed through three starts. So this guy has been pretty solid for this Braves uh rotation and just you know think about it dude i mean yet last year they brought up spencer strider he was lights out and now they got another guy in bryce elder that i mean shout out to dana brown too if we're talking about more shout outs here because now, brown yeah yeah he had the um you know vp of scouting operations over there and now <laughs> we have him and he's one of he can he's going to be heavily on the scouting for the you know for the scout team so this guy gets a four pitch arsenal because we've never seen him. Like I said, he's a rookie. Sinker, slider, cutter,
1: changeup. Movement is what I noticed a lot. Yep. Lots of movement.
0: Yeah, the first two pitch, the first two pitches I had said sinker and slider. That's going to be the most common ones he's thrown. Sinker's about eighty-eight to ninety-one mile per hour range, while you have the slider on eighty-two to eighty-three. But that is one of his best put-away pitches. Thirty-two point four percent put away to baseball savant, that's going to be his pitch right there. If you're on an 0-2 count, and well, (laughs) well, I've been saying this for a good while for Jeremy Pena because Jeremy Pena always goes after that slider, and if that is the put-away pitch for him, you're going to see a high dosage of that being on the lower outside part of the corner. So just looking at the hitters right there, just got to be aware. But change-up also as well, that could be the second put-away pitch not quietly because the slider has been the most heavenly. Changeup though, he had four strikeouts from the Kansas City game right there. All of his strikeouts right there were of his changeup. So we could see a mixed dosage of both those pitches in the one two three two 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 count, whatever you know, two strike count that the batters have. We're gonna see both of them pitches, I'd say. Moving on to Saturday, we'll have Framber Valdez. And Kyle Wright. Framber is one and two with a 180 ERA, while we have Kyle Wright yet to have win or lose in this season with a 6-2-3 ERA. This is a 530 start time. It'll be back on ATT Sports Net. Framber Valdez, the franchise. I mean, we already know what he's been dealing with. Uh, his last outing at Pittsburgh six innings pitch, four hits, five runs, one earn, two walks, seven strikeouts. That doesn't sound like it's Pittsburgh. That is a Texas Rangers series. My fault. Everybody on that. But, I mean, you remember that. I mean, he was dealing first couple innings, and then he got kind of sticky situation. And one, I think it was the fifth or sixth inning, and Hector Neris came in, bases loaded, left that splitter up. You know what happened there. Grand slam from Simeon. But, I mean, the franchise has been doing good. Uh, Luckily, it wasn't earned because, of course, the defense was subpar right there. But... If we're talking about the Braves, and (laughs) this is PTSD for him because he has struggled against the Braves. Well, he didn't pitch against them in 2022 when they had gone to Truist Park last year. But in 2021, if you remember them games that he had started, he was horrific. Just flat out bad. He was 0-2, four innings pitch. This was a starter for both games. Four innings pitch, 12 hits. Ten earned runs, wow. three walks, three strikeouts. He allowed four home runs, and none of them are with Atlanta no more. It was against Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall. Game two was a grand slam from Adam Duvall and a solo shot from Freddie Freeman. So the good news is we, he doesn't have to see them hitters anymore. Yeah, that's especially, what i say. Especially Jorge Soler. But this is a new forever. This is a new Framber now after that 2021 World Series. Obviously, you heard the, you know, it's no secret. He went out to go see a psychologist, cleared his mind. He went back to the Dominican Republic. He built a church that he grew up with and everything like that. It was a fantastic story. If you haven't seen that story by MLB Network, he's a very different guy now. He is a ground ball king, for instance. 2810 RPMs. If you don't know what RPMs mean, it's revolutions per minute with his curveball. Like I said, ground ball king. He leads the American League with 35 ground balls. He is tied with Nick Martinez for the Major League. Um, Nick Martinez plays with the San Diego Padres with 35 himself. So I think we're going to see a lot of dosage of the curveball. If it ain't broke, don't fix. Just keep it going like that. With this Braves lineup now, you're going to have Ronald Cunha Jr. back. He wasn't there for that 2021 World Series run. Ozzie Albies is probably the same guy that... Yeah, I think the same. Him and Travis Darnot, I think they were the only two guys. Oh, Eddie Rosario as well. Sorry about that. Them three guys are probably from that Braves lineup from that last year because Danji Swanson's gone, Jorge Soler's gone, Adam Duvall's gone. Um, am I missing somebody else? Freddie Freeman's gone. Hurt. Acuna was hurt, like I said before. So I think is just going to you know, be different. I feel like he's just going to be a different pitcher when it comes to – being on that mound for the first time since the 2021 World Series. What do you think his mentality is going to be in?
1: I feel it's just keep doing what he's doing. Like, working with that curveball, making hitters expect and they come with the fastball when he like, when he deems necessary. But we're going to see a lot of dosage of curveballs and fastballs. But I'm calling it now. I know we're doing our offensive and pitching MVPs later on in the segment. But I'm going to say it now. Valdez is my pitching MVPs in the cap that revenge game. He's going to be hitting all his spots, working. He won't be working deep into Cazenby on his A game, and we'll see a Nationals victory that game.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a different for Amber Valdez. Um, he wants to introduce himself to this Atlanta Braves team as well. I mean, that's a new team. You got Vaughn Grisham. Uh, Michael Harris ain't going to be playing He's still on the IEL. You have Ronald Acuna coming back. Uh, Matt Olsen, we've seen Matt Olson with his times with the A. Same thing as Sean Murphy as well. Austin Riley's another one that he he did pretty good though against Austin Riley. But at the same time, too, that guy's a dangerous hitter when he's at the yeah. plate. But Kyle Wright is the guy he's going against on the other side. Last outing against Kansas City, he was five and two-thirds, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, six strikeouts. Uh his last outing in Houston, it was against the Astros last year. He got the W six innings pitch, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts. You know who had success? against him last year cool kyle tucker kyle okay. tucker got two hits off of him including a home run he was two for three against him as well so but the thing with kyle right he gives up a lot of walks four earned runs uh, not four, uh four-on runs four walks his first outing and then three walks his second outing as well i think the astros just got to be patient when he comes up to the uh when You know, Wright's pitching, and whenever they come up to the plate, this team has a good play discipline eye, you know, Bregman being one of them. Alvarez even has a good eye at the plate as well. Tucker, you could say, and Jose Abreu. So just got to be patient at the plate whenever you see him. He relies on five pitches. You got the curve, you got the sink, you got the change, the four-seamer, and a slider. Sliders, he only throws it once. Out of the whole time he's been pitching this season, but the curveball fifty one point two percent, sinkers about twenty seven point one percent. Them are the first two pitches that he's gonna throw. So hot, and you know it's not a fastball. His first pitch is a freaking off speed. So sit back, drive it the other way. Sit back, hanger. Take it, you know, just take it out of the ballpark.
1: Kind of like Framber. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. So two curveball guys. We'll probably see a lot of ground balls in this game for both sides. Uh, Astros didn't, you know, they do hit a lot into dope plays, I think two years ago, even last year themselves. Just got to see what happens. Might be a low-scoring game as well, but then, you know, I wanted to say this too. He has that curveball, and it's been his bread and butter since 2022. His nine strikeouts this year, eight of them have been uh, on the curveball. So, like I said, sit back, take it the other way, hanger, bang it. That's the only thing I could say about this uh, game against Kyle Wright. And then Sunday, we got Christian Javier versus Max Freed. We all know about Max Freed. He was the guy that clinched the World Series for the Braves. He was just unbelievable in that game six in 2021. Christian Javier, 2-0, 368 ERA. Max Freed, 1-0, 108 ERA. This is a 12 p.m. start time, central time in Houston. And Javier, his last outing against Texas, Looked great. That was my uh, – I believe that was my pitching MVP from the last time we had talked. Five inks pitch, three hits, one run, two walks, five strikeouts. Just like Framber Valdez, he has struggled with the Braves himself. He was in the bullpen at the time. He wasn't a starter. He was in the bullpen. Of course, you know, 2022 himself, he was in the bullpen. But two games that he came in, one and two-thirds in he pitch, three hits. Four and runs, one walk, four strikeouts. He allowed three long balls, two of them from Dansby Swanson, and then one of them from Jorge Soler. I'm so glad we are not seeing Jorge Soler. I'm so glad we're not seeing him. Same thing as Dansby Swanson. Um, He's doing really good, I think, with the Chicago Cubs out there in Chicago. But I wanted to, you know, read this real quick. His fastball, it hasn't been the same. It just hasn't been the same from last year. Yeah. Uh, Opponent's batting average this year against the fastball is 293, while last year was 183. Slugging percentage, 500, 326 last year. What else? Spin rate, 2354 2354 RPMs was last year's. This year is 2273 RPMs. That is a very huge, significant difference. The whiff rate, if we're talking about significant difference – 27.3 last year on the whiff of the four-seamer. This year is a 20.9%. Put away as well, put away is 20.2. This year is 14.1. So that that fastball isn't the same, or the hitters are just getting a better eye at it compared to last year. They're looking at the scouting report on him and kind of improved their um, approach when they're going up to the play against Javier.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of, of both. Like I don't think his fastball. I think he was touching like around ninety six, ninety seven, mm-hmm. um, last year. Now we're seeing it more like at a ninety three, ninety four, ninety five. So it's a little, it's a tad bit slower, and that makes a huge difference. Like again, at the plate you have about zero point four seconds to make your decision, and when it's a tad bit slower, you know that bag gets more out in front. You're more on time. So that's a big difference. And then like, like you said, I feel like hitters are adjusting. I feel like they're sitting fastball, you know, they know that Christian Harvey is there to attack you. He's, he wants to throw strikes. So they're just teeing mm-hmm. off on that.
0: Yeah. We talked about it too. We've mentioned it a bunch of times with his strikeout rate. The strikeouts have not been, you know, seven plus eight plus nine plus that it was last year. Now it's like three, five, he had five again. So, I mean, it could be a little bit of both. The, you know, I've read the stat right there with the RPMs on his fastball. It's not, you know, the same, like you were saying too, with his speed. 97, we could reach it to 98, 99 last year. Now it's about 93, 94, 95. I don't know. The WBC could have been a huge mark on it because he did pitch in the WBC. which and he looked good there I don't, too. Yeah. And I don't think it was a big, you know, big shot on him. But you just never know at this point. Like, he, I mean, we talked about it. Hitters could be adjusting at this rising fastball he has. But you know who doesn't have a rising fastball? That is Max Freed. This guy's is a curveball kind of guy. Uh, last outing against San Diego, he was good. Five innings pitch, four hits, zero earned runs, no walks, four strikeouts. Like I was saying, he did good. He clinched on that game six World Series winner in Minima Park. That last outing was his last time he faced the Astros. Six innings pitch, four hits, no earned runs, no walks, six strikeouts. If you listen to what I just said right now, between both them outings, he has yet to allow a walk in two starts. He did have a hamstring injury, and the San Diego game was the first game coming back. He has not allowed a walk. And if you saw that stat that I just said in Game 6 of the World Series, he didn't allow no walks. He has a low walk rate, period. So you got to be aggressive at the play with this guy. He generates a lot of weak contact as well. And, I, and he has a high chase rate on batters. So we've seen the 12-6 curveball he has as well as the changeup as the fastball. But you, you just got to be on your toes with him. He's not going to just give you a free pass if you're in a 3-2 count. Don't be thinking about taking on a close pitch because, you know, with these Blues, there. I mean, I, I don't know which game was it against the Toronto Blue Jays. He was just outside of the zone. I mean, it was just bad. It, uh, it was yeah. just horrific.
1: Yeah, I I can't remember.
0: Yeah, so just they just got to be on their toes, they got to be ready. Um, but I I think it's going to be a good series, good pitching matchups right there. Max Freed, Christian Javier, uh, the Young Guns, and Bryce Elder and Hunter Brown. I I, I think it's going to be a great, and I think too, this is what I predicted. I think this is going to be a World Series matchup for 2023. If I'm being unbiased here, it's going to be them. I I, I really wanted to see this last year. But I, I think it could be a possibility for this year coming up in 23.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Braves are one of the teams that match up like throughout, like with the Astros. Like, they both have pitching, they both have hitting, their bopin's nice. Like, this is on all around team just like the Astros. And this team hits a lot of home runs. Like you said, they have Matt Olsen, mm-hmm. Riley, Acuna, even Albies contributes here and there. But one of their hottest hitters right now is Ronald Acuna. No surprise there. He's he has a potential. I think you were a piece that he has a potential to be a 40 40 guy. Hey, mm-hmm. like, it's there, like he's an all around player right now. Again, he's doing his thing. Three hundred three sixty five 365 batting average, 451 on base percentage, 554 slugging, and then combine that 997 on base percentage plus, like, you know, PS. Like, mm-hmm.
0: that,
1: that's pretty good. Cool. He has three home runs, 11 RBIs, and eight stolen bases. Like, again, how we're saying that he could be pretending for that 40 40 guy. Like, um, he has already eight stolen bases in this young season, which can and with the bigger bases, pitch clock, I'm sure that'll add up.
0: Let me add real quick Go right ahead. here. That first game, if Yonnier Diaz is behind the plate, there's going to be a lot of guys running on him. I'm calling it right now okay. because that's what happened in Pittsburgh. Um, I think the Twin Series as well. We're gonna see a lot of. I think Acuna is gonna run. You're gonna see Vaughn Grisham probably run. You'll probably see Ozzy Albie's run. There, I mean. Diaz is gonna to have to get ready to show that arm out because oh yeah, we need know, to,
1: he's a young guy. We need to see more of that pain. like last night, like on Wednesday's game, where he kind of made a yeah. um. I, I forgot blocking who, with the foot. Block yeah, the foot it was the with Murphfield, right? He was running yeah. and like I honestly don't see. I I feel that's hard to call it out. Like even real time, like I feel like he just kind of like assumed that it came off, like the man came off, because yeah. even on replay, like. It make, didn't look like it. It didn't look like it. Like, I I think that mid stays on the base, but, I mean, it's kind of hard to mm-hmm. overturn because it was ruled out. But we need a little bit more painless foot action on there. Um, but going back <laughs> to Acuna in his last seven games, he's 12 for 29, which is a 415 average, one home run, five RBIs, three walks, and three stolen bases, just how you were saying. So that potential for stolen bases is there, not just by him, but, like you said, the rest of that ball club. He is second in RBI, stolen bases, and hits, so that's that's pretty darn good.
0: He could potentially probably lead in that stolen bases this series.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he has a chance, and then they're playing at home against their home in their home field with their home fans, so it'll be a really good, interesting series. Like you said, maybe a World Series matchup because again, they they're up there with the Astros for sure, and then yeah, I think they've only lost like what five games this season, so yeah, they're up, they're up there, like. They're really good. They're really hot right now. They're, they're
0: going to be bringing this a lot, dude. That, oh yeah, little, that little chop they used to do when they used to celebrate on second base. My god, can't <laughs> stand that.
1: Yeah, but we'll see. It's a good series. I'm excited for it. But we, we played well against the Blue Jays, and the Blue Jays were hot coming in, and mm. so I feel like we have a really good chance. Like I feel like I think
0: never- I think they do good too against. Their bulk.
1: Yeah, like you kind of caught that last time. You said like we kind of play down with the competition, but when it's a better team, we really step up. And I feel like it's one of those series where we have potential to step up. Um, but speaking of, you know, Astros doing big, it's time for our offensive pitching MVP and hot take. So I was three for three, I would say. I had Pena. Let's 100- Oh, Ashes! <laughs> Garcia and Ashes win the series. Garcia. On, I, the... I
0: need a better hot take than that. I need a harder one. Well, Can the reason you... why
1: I said it is because the Astros had only won one series throughout the throughout the, like in the early oh, yeah? the season. So that's true. That's true. That is why I picked that hot take. And it was for... a tough
0: team. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that's I'll my let reason. it slide. That's my I'll, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. But I didn't do bad myself. I think you consider Dubon. I think he's off extending MVP. his hitting streak. Yeah, okay. Uh streak. Javier did pretty damn good himself. Like always, I had to bounce back on my pitching MVPs. I'm I'm not gonna pick Presley, never again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was a one and done. Speaking
0: none. speaking of Presley, he didn't make an appearance since last week. I know he like didn't hear on the broadcast. Yeah. It was so crazy. I couldn't believe that. But I mean, the Astros have him. I mean, they've either been winning big or losing big. So it just it wouldn't make sense to bring out your closer. And then George Springer. 0 for 11. I wish he would have hit a home run. Yeah, I think I, w- I think, you know, I feel like it would have been, cool. been cool. Nah, like it would have been jinx. cool. Like, like,
1: like, like it was a good jinx, you know. All like,
0: right, he- shout out. Okay. Shout out to me out there. I get the shout out too on this <laughs> segment as well, but go ahead. Get it. It's a new series. The weekend Friday night beers flowing, you know, hot dog eating, everything like that. Let's go. Give it to me.
1: Offensive MVP is gonna be Jose Abreu again. We saw he's he has that dog in him, like being the first one MVP, first Mm -hmm. one to hit games. Like we'll see, we'll see more of Jose Abreu. That Cuban connection is gonna come in huge and clutch in this series. My pitching MVP, you already know from Ruvaldes. I told you it's his revenge game. I feel like I feel like you know when someone just uh, like, it's bullying you. You get sick and tired of it. That's Valdez right now. Yeah. The Braves have been bullying all his pitches, <laughs> putting them in the MMA park. So oh, man. he's tired. He's going to go out there and show him a little bit of that curveball spin action right there. And like I said earlier, the Braves are a home run hitting team. Like, their power, their offense is there. So my hot take is that Astros hitters hit more home runs than the Braves. Like, I feel like we match up pound for pound. We're going to be out, out hitting them this series. I
0: think so, too. I think they could hit a little bit more home runs. I mean, you got Tucker. You got Alvarez. I- I'm waiting for Abreu. We haven't seen an Abreu home run from the Astros until spring training. Uh, his last home run, I think we we had – I think we looked that up. I think it was in August, the last time he had to hit a home run. Oh,
1: shout out Brian McTaggart. That's where we got it. That's where I, I-, I-, I showed it for him.
0: Shout out to him. Um, but yeah, I could see that happening. Maybe, maybe a young Diaz home run. I think he hasn't hit maybe, a home run maybe. in his career yet. So I, I like to see that, but not, not bad picks. Mine, since we're talking about power, I'm going with offensive MVP Kyle Tucker. I, like I mean, you. like I said, Kyle versus Kyle, Kyle Wright versus Tucker. Tucker has success. He had a home run. Let's make another one right there. But I think he'll, um, adjust to these guys, you know, Bryce elder, Is a second-year guy, rookie as well. I think he has to introduce himself some way, somehow. He hasn't faced a big, tough team like the Astros, you know, the defending world champions. So I I think Tucker can take advantage of that. It'll be interesting in that Max Freed, which Tucker and Freed have done, you know. I mean, they're lefty and lefty. I think it'll be a good matchup. And Tucker has had success too against the lefties in the past. So give me that as my offensive MVP, pitching MVP. Come on. Continue, just continue it going. Hunter Brown, he's going to be three and zero with Yiner Diaz. Hopefully, at the end of that game Friday night, I, I think too. I mean, Yiner Diaz has a one ninety four with the uh, with the pitchers, one ninety four ERA. I think he does line up good with Hunter Brown. They, like you said, they've known each other since Sugarland, even from Corpus Christi as well. Continue going. This Braves lineup hasn't seen him either. It's like Spencer Strider. I wish the no the Astros did face Strider last year. I think this is going to yeah. happen this year with the uh, you know with Hunter Brown facing this Braves lineup. So we could we could see a little bit of that. And then my hot take: you just said it. He's the hottest hitter in the Braves lineup. Give it to me. These pitchers you're talking about starters and you're talking about relievers, and you can even throw Ryan Presley as our closer. They're going to get Acuna Jr. to bat under 315. This series 315. 315. 315. It is a hot. My hot takes are go big or go home. I'll tell you that right now because George Springer not hitting a home run was shocking. And then even more shocking was Jordan Alvarez not hitting a home run to the Allegheny River in Pittsburgh. That sucked. I wish that would have happened. But other than that, the pitchers, I mean, the bullpen hasn't been doing that bad. Montero was shaky. But other than that, I mean, Eris has been looking better. Brian Abreu, of course, Mayton. we saw how. Yeah, Phil Maton as well. Uh, we have not seen Seth Martinez, shockingly. Ronel Blanco, we know how he does. And Ryan Presley as well. So I think the stars are just going to give it to him. Don't be surprised, though, if he's on that, you know, if he's on the base, he will be stealing. I'm telling you that right now.
1: I I agree. I see it coming. But we have some good news. Michael Brantley, yep. Doc, Dr. Sm- Dr. Smooth. You know,
0: I'm about to say, did you not know his yeah, name?
1: <laughs> it was nice Dr. You know the professional oh, hitter that we know and love is starting a rehab assignment in Sugarland on Sunday. Yes. So it's about. I feel like it'll be about a week until we see him in the Nationals uniform. Maybe beginning of May, last few days of April. So he's coming soon. And then was Myers blowing up the series. You know that conversation between Dusty Baker. And Dana Brown's going to be a little bit more tough of who's getting recalled down. Well, it'll be Ryland Baden. Oh, there you go. There you go.
0: Until Chaz McCormick comes back, then there'll be the discussion. Okay, yeah.
1: I I forgot about that. I forgot that McCormick was... I don't know why I just stood out of my head. But yeah, okay, it's an easy decision now. But it will soon be (laughs) hard.
0: But yeah, another thing, too, with Chaz. I mean, Chaz McCormick being on the I.O. And that was even because of his eye. I mean, in the beginning, if you remember, we had said... It was his eye that was bothering him. His vision wasn't looking the same when he was practicing the other day. I, I don't know if it was what I, I don't know which day, out. yeah, on, on the field. He had back tightness or something like that, and now he's headed to the IL. So it, it's unfortunate for Chazzy Fist to land on the IL when we would have got to see him in that leadoff spot. So yeah, hopefully, but, he goes back and gets everything you know going,
1: yeah, but uh. Dana Brown anticipates a short stint in the in the. Yeah, um, I don't think
0: it's something yeah. serious. Yeah, I do it, think it's just precaution as well. For
1: sure. But moving on to around the league, we have some more sticky situation. It was <laughs> in Los Angeles, but like you said, from another New York team. I don't know. So, something strange going on in New York with all these sticky situations. But Max, Sch- <laughs> <laughs> Max Scherzer gets ejected for having – a foreign substance in his hand. Now, it was foreign substance according to the umpires, but Scherzer said it was rosin and sweat. And the Mets even went on to say that it was rosin that the MLB baseball provided. But Scherzer was so adamant that it was just rosin that he even swore on his kid's life that, yeah, literally, that's what he told the umpires. I couldn't believe that. That he sworn in his kids' lives that it was rosin and sweat. So I hope. I mean, I wanna I wanna give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. I, you know, he did receive a 10k suspension that he does plan to appeal. And just something interesting. This is a third player ejected from the game under Phil Cuzzy that when he does the inspection. Now I think it happened twice last year and mm-hmm. now once this year. Now, what do you agree with? Like, do you think because now this is the second time it's happened and Shersher, I did see his po- post game interview, and he said that they tried to wash it off. He washed it off with water, then he washed it off again with alcohol, and he said that with the alcohol and the rosin, it created like this, that, like this, Sticky. you know, that, that stickiness that mm-hmm. was going on, and the reason why it was theirs. But I mean, whose side are you on? Are you on Phil Kuzi's side? You know, yeah, he deserved to be out, or do you agree with Shersher with sweat and rosin?
0: I think people are gonna hate me. I say this, but I'm going with Scherzer. I really think he was being honest. Be. Yeah. If he, I mean, he even said in the interview too that there was an MLB official with him when he was washing his hands, putting alcohol on his hands, and just doing everything. Now remember too, when you have alcohol, like for instance, we'll throw an example: hand sanitizer. As soon as you eat something sticky, the Alcohol is not going to go away. I mean, the stickiness is not going to go away when you put all the alcohol or hand sanitizer on it. You still have a little stickiness on it. Apparently, to the umpires, they said it was, like, real, real, like, sap sticky. But what I was shocked about, too, was seeing uh, Buck Showalter not go out there and argue with the umps. I mean, it it was shocking to me because... As a man, as as a player, you would want your manager on your side, and the manager, you know, Buck had went to Scherzer and talked to him to the side as soon as they threw him out, and he even grabbed his glove too, and he had him, and you know, him and Scherzer were just having that one-on-one conversation. So, I mean, I, I agree with Scherzer though. I mean, if there was somebody right there looking at you, and MLB is having people go, you know, in in the dugout. And watching these players eye for eye ever since this cheating scandal had happened with the Astros, they are looking at you twenty four seven. They're not going to just not look at you, or <laughs> I don't think Scherzer was going to tell them, "Hey, here, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you don't say nothing." I don't think he's going to do that. So I mean, maybe you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I doubt it. But the, the yeah. Rosin too. I mean, it's difficult because you saw that last week with Domingo Herman with the Yankees. And he wasn't suspended. He I'm wasn't. He didn't dead. get ejected. I mean, it's and that's twice, the thing. That's twice. what Rocco Badelli was pissed about. And that's when I was telling you know when we talked about the last time I was on Rocco's side because, what the hell? You're you're basically giving him. You gave him a warning. You gave him another warning, and you're basically letting him stay the whole freaking game.
1: And then I feel like those are two different pitches. Like you have this uh, Max Scherzer, who is three times Cy Young. Yeah, Hall of Fame pitcher, and then you have the, like. I mean, I'm going to try to discredit Domingo Herman, but he, 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 he looked like a completely different picture. like career-high in strikeouts, mm-hmm. that revolution. Like, you know, that ball was spinning a lot more. So I feel mm-hmm. like that had a bigger effect. And, you know, the Yankees aren't the, you know, what I don't want to say, like, they're, they don't have a good reputation either. So, mm-hmm. you know. Nah, gonna, I got
0: to go on Scherzer on that I one. I agree with because you. Because it, it, it sucks. You know, you have – officials looking at you at the end of the day you're still getting thrown out you're list you're following their directions he even told them okay he even walked down to get another freaking glove that's the other thing too he went down to the clubhouse got another glove when they told him to get another one and he said there was it was still sticky I mean this it's just this role right now is just kind of yeah it's really hurting
1: basically. and then i feel like the to being a bit more consistent like if you're trying to wash it off, hey, right, that's cool. You know, like giving the benefit of the doubt. But if it continues happening, like, or if it's still there, then you have the right to eject them. Like, you should eject them. Like, for example, like he was saying, Domingo Hermann didn't get ejected, but if he has it more than once, he's tends to wash it off. Like, he's gone. Now, like, gonna say, prove to you? Okay, you know, it was rosin because like a lot of players are trying to use sunscreen. I remember last year, mm-hmm. like, sunscreen to get that little. I feel like giving like a little extra grip. So I think. We're seeing a lot less of that, so now it's just like supposedly when they wash it off with alcohol. But I mean, we'll we'll see how like it'll be interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Yeah, another thing too. I mean, of course, Garrett Cole was one of the guys that used Spider Attack. I mean, would you let the guys still have these pit? I mean, these accessories, you know, Biofreeze and Tiger Bomb was another one too as well. You know, would you still let these pitchers use it because? I mean, you would lower the risk of hurting players as well, from pitchers and batter standpoints, or would you just continue to let the rule happen, with this happening?
1: I mean, I don't think that MLB will be that uh, that picky, like because for example, like when a boxer is uh, putting the like, the little wraps uh, in his like hands, there's a yeah, referee the there. Raps. Yeah, there's a referee there seeing the eyeing the whole process, so. I I hope it doesn't get to a situation where MLB like as the pitcher's doing his routine like someone's like basically babysitting them twenty four seven wherever they go there's an MLB guy. It might happen. It might
0: happen now, uh, dude, because it's I mean it's twice now that twice in one week or twice in two weeks now this has this has
1: happened. Yeah, I mean I don't I mean plus
0: I I think they need to start looking at the they might they might start looking at the pitchers coming out of the dugout before the inning. It might be looking like that because that's how Scherzer got caught that um, when he before he got ejected.
1: Oh wow! I mean, again, uh, it'll be interesting to see. We'll see how it plays out. But moving on to to our next part of around the league, A's, the Oakland A's moving to Las Vegas, so the Oakland A's might become. The Las Vegas Athletics, the A's have agreed to buy land in Las Vegas. They intend to build a $1.5 billion stadium that seats three thirty-five thousand people. Like, what do you think about this move?
0: Like, mm. I feel for Oakland. Oh, I yeah. I feel for the, I feel for the fans. I feel for the city, dude. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, they lost the Warriors. I mean, in the span of five years, they lost the Warriors, they lost the Oakland Raiders, and they lost they're about to lose the Oakland Athletics. There's not going to be no sports over there on Oakland until, I mean, for the foreseeable future now. It, it yeah. sucks, but I think it's a good move for Las Vegas. I mean, Las Vegas, like I said, has been on the rise of new sports getting sports. Yeah, yeah, it's getting sports teams. You know, of course, you got sports gambling being popular. Casinos are out there, of course, as well. Um, like I mentioned before, you got the Las Vegas Raiders. You got the Las Vegas Aces, the Golden Knights of the hockey team. Now you're fixing to get a baseball
1: team, so Los the city of Las Vegas is expanding on
0: sports, and I,
1: I think it's a good move. Yeah, but don't tell us all about sports betting because you don't know how to act. <laughs> but um, yeah, funny. but I agree with you. I feel bad for the Oakland fans, and when they heard about the move, I was I was looking through Twitter, and like, there's some unhappy Oakland fans. Like they have a long history, there, oh, yeah. fifty five years. You know, we have Ricky Henderson, um, but I feel like it's just like part of the ownership, like. Now they're trading all their guys. Like they don't want to pay players. Like, like even in the money ball, like they trade. They, they let Giambi walk. They let – um I forgot who was the other one that walked. But they've let Chapman walk recently. They traded Matt Olsen and Sean Murphy basically for nothing, for a bag of peanuts.
0: Think about it yeah. though. They had Marcus Simeon. They had Matt Chapman. They had Matt Olson. They had Sean Murphy. They had – who's another? They had Starling Marte that they acquired at the deadline. They had pitchers Chris Bassett. They had Sonny Gray. They've had a lot of good players, dude. It's just like you're saying, management. They just don't want to pay, and it's been like that. If you looked at the Reggie Jackson documentary, they did not want to pay Reggie Jackson the money that Reggie Jackson wanted. He just wanted an extension. The uh, the GM was just too cheap to, you know, pay him. Next day, you know, he's in New York. He got traded to Baltimore, and then after Baltimore, he went to uh, New York. So it's been a history from back down in the '70s, which they did win three championships over there with Reggie Jackson and uh, Dennis Eckersley and Vita Blue, and till now. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's, un, it's very unfortunate, man. It sucks.
1: It, yeah, I mean, I, I wish it was different for the Oakland fans. Like, I wish the Athletics and even for the A.O.S. Like, I mean, it's fun seeing the competition. Like, I feel like they're only good for one, two. Two three years once they develop their product and after that they sell them like it's yeah. not a good strategy to win. But speaking of trades, did you did you see that Shohei Otani? If the Angels are out of contention, they might trade them, which makes sense to me. I mean, why lose them for like if you can't uh-huh. pay them, why lose them for nothing, right? When you have a chance yeah. to like, especially if the Angels are the Angels that we know and love, they're going to be fall out of contention pretty <laughs> here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a bad plan for them to trade Shohei Otani to for a rental and get a load of prospects or even I think uh, they need to players with like still with arbitration cases and like you know with uh basically like a player with you know that's gonna be there for a while right? you know and I don't know I mean hopefully again it'll be good for baseball if Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are in the playoffs as, hopefully as a wild card because the national winning that division mm-hmm. uh but. I can see it happening. And then and
0: that's what I was looking at right now, real quick. Like, um, because I saw something John Heyman had said, LA LA remains firm on not trading away Shohei this season, even if they fall out of playoff contention. That's just holding a guy hostage, really, at this point. <laughs> but if you're the A's, you I would go full rebuild right now. You got Logan
1: O'Hopi. Um, who else? You got Zach Needle that just got up with the top prospects. Speaking about Logan O'Hopi real quick. Sorry to interrupt. There was a um, a Manny Machado ball hit in Yankee Stadium, and it was a it was a it, there was this person that threw it from the stands almost all the way to second base. That guy was Logan O'Hopi. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: nah, I saw that. But I mean, real quick. I mean, then two top prospects. If you're Mike, if Shohei walks, if you're Mike Trout, you want to trade right away. Yeah. And I would deal him. I mean, you got to rebuild for the future. Right now, if Shohei's gone for them, you only have Trout and Rendon. Them are two. I mean, Trout's not getting any younger. Rendon's always getting hurt too. Even each season, he hasn't stayed healthy. So, I, I think they got they got to do that.
1: Okay. Yeah. or or get pitching. Like, you know, something. Is something has to give. Yeah, something has to give. Speaking of pitching, Matt Bum designated for assignment. After the Contreras exchange, like, that was honestly kind of, kind of shocking, like, yeah. but I think um, it'll be good for contenders. Like, I feel a like mad bum, even though he's been not the mad bum from the Giants, but he's been nice bum or something because he has, because he's giving all these nice nice hitters, <laughs> because he's getting all these nice hitters um, pitches right down the middle <laughs> that they be uh, smacking everywhere. <laughs> Uh, but I think he still has um, pitches left in the tank. I, I feel like mm-hmm. we, we need to keep an eye on the Yankees and Rays, especially since uh, Jeffrey Springs was hurt. Yankees have all these pitching injuries, and even the Astros. I don't know. Maybe and Bumgarner can be that lefty in the bullpen. Like I feel
0: – Just hold him till the World Series with oh, yeah. the Astros. Go get him because yeah. have you seen his ERA in the World Series, it's dude? It's crazy. Zero point two five. That ice we're talking about right there. That that's not even ice. That's ice on the whole freaking body, dude. <laughs> because I mean, who has a zero point two five in the freaking World Series? That is so hard to do. And Matt Bumgarner. I mean, why not give him a shot in Houston? But at the same time, too, I, I don't know. I, I don't think
1: it'd be risky. I don't think I don't think he'll become a starter for us. But it, it it'll be nice to have something like a long man, long reliever, him like with that experience. In mm-hmm. the bullpen, like especially since again we were talking about before the season started that we need a lefty in in the bullpen, or at least for that matchup. I mean, he's a lefty, he's a mm-hmm. veteran, experience. I mean, and we and and like you mentioned earlier, we haven't seen a lot of Seth Martinez. So if if we're only going to bring him out during blowouts games or like to eat up innings, like why not have someone there that's going to be that guy when the game's tight? Or we, or like like a break you did last time. We need that those three outs when we're about you know so close to like losing the game. You know, I feel like that'd be a great addition.
0: Yeah, we'll just have to see. It'd be risky though for the Astros to do that. What are your thoughts? Sorry, I mean the Yankees right now. They're dealing with a lot of injuries. They they're not even too sure if Carlos Rodon's going to continue because he's having a setback. I think I don't. I've read something that he has a setback right now. Uh, Luis Severino, of course, is still hurt. You, uh, who's the other guy, too, That from the Oakland? Frankie Montas, that's another Oakland A. Um, he's hurt. I mean, it could be a possibility of the Yankees. It could. I don't think the Rays, like I was saying, because they got a lot of young top prospects. Taj Brawley
1: has been pretty good.
0: Shane Bass is another one, too. I mean, Tyler, Tyler Glassnow is going to be coming soon. I'm not, I don't think the Rays would take a gamble on him. The Astros, like I said, it would be risky for them. Um, if if Luis Garcia and Jose Rukiti pitch at this, you know, if they like, if they if Jose Rukiti pitches like how he pitched that last game, and if Luis Garcia pitches like the first three games he had he had done, maybe, but I I mean I think it's a risk for the Astros.
1: But I don't think it's risky though because that those million dollars that he owes that's being eaten up by the Diamondbacks, like Diamondbacks, yeah, yeah. He's he's allowed to sign for a veteran minimum of. $750,000. $750,000. Like, It'd like be up I, to I him. I think it's though, a high-risk, low-reward. Like, it re- could be. I'm, I'm could sorry. Low-risk, high-reward. That's what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah,
0: it, it could be. It could be. But, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. It, his ERA hasn't looked the same ever since leaving San Francisco.
1: Yeah, being with the Astros. I don't know what they do to pitchers out there, but, you know. Shout-out to it's Brent Strong, too. Yeah. <laughs> but surprising team so far. I mean, I have... I mean, I have a few. I don't even want to name some first. What do you got?
0: Pirates. Them, yeah. them, them, you know, raise the Jolly Roger out there. Ever since Andrew McCutcheon back,
1: I mean, they look like a different team. Oh, They're
0: yeah. 13-7 right now. I think that's a very shocker for me. Right and
1: now. and we even talked about that, how that Kutch move was like a veteran move. like Because they have a bunch of young guys. But having that mm-hmm. veteran presence it means becomes a lot. huge, yeah. Yeah, it means a lot. And we're seeing that now. But to me, I would say the Diamondbacks. Like, Dimebacks. Like, I had the Diamondbacks manager as the manager of the year. And mm-hmm. right now, it's, he's an early candidate because the Dimebacks were projected to be the bottom of that division. They're in the rebuilding stage, but they're rebuilding fast. Like, right now, they're the only team in the AL West above 500. They're in first place. They're 11-8. and eight, And they look good. Corbin Carroll. Looking good, Josh Rojas. He's uh, I believe the Astros traded him for uh, yeah. he, he, he he's looking good. Like, they're showing out, they're balling out.
0: Just the two guys on your fantasy
1: team. <laughs> well, those are the ones I remember <laughs> at the top of my head, but they have more. that's why
0: from your fantasy team. Okay, you're forgetting but... Lurt, you're
1: forgetting Lurk's Guerrero Jr., there you go. you're forgetting who's Help another me out one. here. Help me out here,
0: Jay McCarthy, Alec Thomas. God. Dog, dude, you're you just naming guys off your fantasy team. Come you on, know, I, that, I, I, Zach know
1: better too. I blanked. I blanked, and then I was oh I was like, gosh. man, like I was like, man, what are the players I, I was I was not talking about? But
0: he's a Josh Rojas and Corbin Carroll, and yeah, that's all uh, I got. So I
1: blanked. <laughs> there you go. But thank you for helping me out. And I would say I got the, you I got the you. Orioles too. The Orioles are looking pretty good.
0: Ever since that celebration, I think they look like a different team. Yeah. They have woken yeah. up. But that is our show. It was a long show today. Uh, continue to subscribe on YouTube, on our new channel, TikTok as well. We have TikTok at Full Steam Ahead over there. Twitter at Full Steam Ahead. You can't miss us on Twitter or TikTok. It's just full with the name right there. And subscribe to our podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google. Thanks to everybody who had participated in the ticket raffle and had given us some ratings, given us some comments, reviews. We really, really, really appreciate it. Um, Like I said, we're just trying to build our brand over here. And hopefully we'll we'll get something with some Instagram going. Uh, Hopefully you like the George Springer interview we did there. We did another one, which says our Salazar, the, like Angel said, the third backup catcher to the Astros right now. But, Angel, you got anything else before we sign off?
1: No, they, like like you said, this was a long episode. So for those that stuck it out, thank you. Like thank you for hearing us out. Hear what we got to say. We appreciate you. Appreciate the feedback. Um, you know, and then don't be afraid to give us some like feedback on Twitter. Like like so, ask some pros. Like you know, what are you looking out for pros and cons? What would you like to see? Like we love to hear what you got to say.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's all about y'all guys. But like I said, it's Friday. Go crazy this weekend. Atlanta Braves is going to be a good series for the Astros uh, 2021 World Series rematch, uh, possibly 2023. We never know. But other than that, we will talk to you all at the conclusion of this series. Stay safe out there, and go stroves. Go stroves.